Hi, this is Life Spring number 65. Welcome, welcome to LifeSpring. Hi, this is Steve Webb, and I'm your host. This show's for you if you're wondering about God, if you're curious about Jesus, or if you're just looking for hope. And if you already know Jesus is the one you rely on, you've found a place to kick your shoes off and relax a little bit. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said... Who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life this very day. What will you find here? Well, today you're going to find conversation, some good conversation about marriage and reasons to believe. Not so much music today. This is going to be a little bit of a different show today. But we are going to be hitting you right between the ears with the message of hope, love, and and good news. You're always going to find that at LifeSpring. Today, I have one of my very favorite people in the entire world with me. Uh, We're going to be finishing our marriage mini-series with my brother-in-law, Steve O'Brien. And uh, you're going to hear that introduction in here uh, in just a few minutes. Um, But before I do that, I've got a couple of things that I want to go over with you. Number one, I'm really enjoying all the great emails I've been getting from you lately. And I'm enjoying seeing where you guys are at on the Frapper map. Uh, I enjoy adding you as friends on MySpace. And let's see, we've got the Flickr photos that you guys have been checking out and things like that. There's been a lot of ways that you guys have been interacting with me lately, and I really want to encourage that. Matter of fact, I'm even thinking about putting up a forum on the website so we can get some interaction, not just between you and me, but uh, you and you and me. (laughs) We're going to have some fun. Uh, one thing, another thing I'd like to do is start a regular feature on the show where you send comments or questions to me, uh, religious questions, life questions, comments about the show, whatever. Let's really make this a community. Uh, let's have an ask Steve segment, or it might turn out to be a stump Steve segment, but whatever it is, uh, let's have fun with it. Uh, so I, I really need your input on that. Now, you can contact me uh, by way of telephone with 206-350-CALL. Just call that number and you can leave a a voicemail, which will be dropped into my email inbox. Or you can send an email directly to me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. You can also send audio comments there, too, if you have the wherewithal to record them yourself. Uh, But just drop me a line. Let me know if there's a particular area you'd like me to cover. Uh, any, Like I say, any questions, you want to stump me, you want to give me religious, religious questions, uh, whatever. Um, I think it can be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm anxious to see what you're going to be sending me. So uh, think about it right now and send something to me as soon as you think about it so we can get this thing rolling. It's going to be fun. Well, today is uh, a little bit of a different kind of a thing. Um, Steve O'Brien, my brother-in-law, and I got together earlier today and uh, we talked about marriage. And uh, you'll hear a little bit uh, during the introduction here um, with uh, when I'm talking to Steve about what his qualifications are, uh, what he's been up to, and uh, why I brought him in. Here we go. With no further ado, my conversation with Steve O'Brien. 
All right, let's just get right to it, Steve. As you know, we've been doing a marriage mini series here on the LifeSpring podcast. And um, I decided that to, to finish it off, I would sit down and talk to, well, the most authoritative person that I know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Not know very many people, do you? <laughs> but uh, you've been a counselor and uh, a pastor for how long? A pastor for about 25 years and a counselor for about 16. All right. And you've been married to Lori for? 29 years. Wow. I mentioned on the last show that I thought you had just uh, had your 25th anniversary. So yeah, 29. 29 years. Yeah. Well, the next anniversary is the 29th, which will be July 16th. The anniversary after that will be the big one. And got big plans for that one. You do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know some of those, but I can't say. Yep. I know. Don't say it because she'll hear that. You'll, you'll, you'll pull out that service revolver and, and take care of your brother-in-law, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> of course, chaplains aren't allowed to have firearms. No. Nope. No, we're not allowed to even touch them or be taken or have pictures taken with us with firearms because we are non-combatants. Yeah. Is that true in the marriage arena too? You're a non-combatant? Oh, I wish that were true. <laughs> I wish that were true. Yeah. But uh, you've been married to uh, the lovely Lady Leanne's sister now for all that, all those many years. That is correct. Yeah. So uh, listeners out there, uh, that that's how Steve and I are related. Um, our wives are sisters. And uh, what it was is is Lori did such a good job marrying a Steve that that Leanne had to go out and find her own Steve is what it was there you I go. think so. Right. And Something about those Steves. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, and then of course uh, Steve started the um, tradition in our family that any son-in-law named Steve has to harass the mother-in-law mercilessly. Absolutely. And so that's something that uh, boy I fell into very easily. She's a, she's an easy, easy target too. So. <laughs> she no, I mean, she takes it well. So. She well she takes it well and and she gives it right back. Yes, yeah, she does. Normally it's a a well placed sock on the arm. Yeah, she's pretty violent. She is very violent, mm-hmm. and of course uh, uh, our wives have none of that. So mm-hmm. they uh, they fell very far from the tree. They're not at all violent. Okay. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so violence comes in different ways, you know. Yes, it does. There's uh, passive aggression and, right. and things like that, but uh, we we won't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are both married to wonderful women. Yes, we are, and there's no doubt about that. So, uh, I, I guess we have to give our mother-in-law some sort of credit for that. Yep, yep. She's a good mom. Yeah, she is. She is. I even gave her props. Uh, I don't think it was the last show, but the the show before that, when I talked a little bit about the the struggles that Leanne and I had our first year of marriage, and how at one point Leanne said, "I think I've made a mistake," and she went to mom, and mom said, "You know, you need to you, you made the decision, and you need to go back and make it right." So that was good advice. Same thing happened to us. Is that right? Mm-hmm. In your first marriage, nope, first year, not first year. It was about let me see, probably third or fourth year. Yeah, and um, you know. Guys can be jerks sometimes, so no. I was uh, in one of those modes, I guess you would call it, and um, Lori got to the point where she said, hey, that's enough, you know, and, and she went back to her mom, and her mom said, get back in the nest, you know, you're you're going to take care of this, and you're, I mean, she's, uh, she pretty much uh, pointed Lori back in, into saving the marriage. So. Mm. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so she's a good lady. Yes, she is. Despite all of our ribbing. Yep. 
Okay. But it's so fun to do it. Oh, I know. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's just kind of like breathing now. It's mm-hmm. second nature. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to do it. So uh, before um, all of my listeners think that we're, we're both really terrible people, maybe we should just move on into this subject matter here. <laughs> um, you've, you've counseled. How many marriages would you estimate you've counseled? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, over 16 years, probably 150, 200. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not certain. Right. I haven't kept record of how many. Right. But um, some work and some don't. Yeah. You know. Have you noticed um, an upswing recently, or has it always been, for you anyway, pretty much a, a, an even number of marriages per year or, or whatever? Well, counseling, <clears throat> counseling is pretty steady when people know that you're available. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the big thing. If they know that there's some person or some place they can go, then the counseling is very steady. Uh, in a in a chaplain's job, what they do is they go out and they do visitation. It's called visitation. We go out and visit all the different squadrons and that kind of thing. And as long as we were visiting the people and they knew who we were, um, visitation or I mean, uh, counseling was absolutely steady. I would do thirty, forty a week mm. and sessions. Wow! And not all of them, uh, not all of them had marriage problems, but the counseling was a pretty heavy part of the load. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, by the way, I should also mention uh, your education so people don't think that you're just another flunky like I am, but you've actually you know, got a piece of paper that says you know what you're doing. I got a piece of paper, yeah. 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 MDiv. MDiv, right. Mm-hmm. What is that? Master of Divinity in Pastoral Counseling. Mm-hmm. And that's about, let me see, five years of my life is what that was. All right. Of burying myself in books and study and, and uh, writing papers and... And uh, it didn't make me an expert. It just gave me a good start. And uh, actually, the, the truth is, you know, there are some times when you feel like uh, the people that come in and, and are counseled pretty much know what they what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they it's it's not just that I'm an expert. It's that they need to re- be reminded that they, they know what to do. This is something that you know is right. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, if they admit you know, are, are honest with themselves, then, yeah, they'll say this, you know, this is something that's right, but this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know. So they, I think most people that you counsel do know what's right anyway. You just, as a counselor, you remind them. It's it's my job to give insight that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there um, a common thread as to what brings people to the point of having to come to a counselor for help? Oh gosh, uh, yeah, I, I think there would be. The, the biggest thing would be, um, there. This sounds harsh, but it, it's not meant harsh because we're all all this way. Uh, is is being self centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all get at, at one time or another self centered, and um, the the question that or the statement that pops out of their mouth when they first walk in is, "I can't take this anymore," mm-hmm. or you know, they're doing this and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. Or, uh, you know, I mean, different ways of saying that, you know, the same thing. It's just, uh, I had one person say, you know, I, uh, they had bad grammar before we were married and, and they still have bad grammar and, but now I'm not going to take it anymore mm. and over bad grammar. Wow. You know, so it's not always what we consider to be the, you know, one of the big issues yeah. of life. No. 
that just happens to be, isn't it really just kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back at that point? I mean, that's obviously not the entire reason that this mm. particular marriage was in trouble. No. Well, I don't think so. Yeah. And I and I think that anybody that was watching them in their relationship would probably say the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't see it that way. All they saw was, you know, this was something that I that I don't want to handle. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. And they disgust me or they are, you know, um, you know, a habit of theirs is not uh, is something that drives me crazy, and I'm not going to do it. Now, that's that's not everyone. Some have much deeper problems um, and you know mistakes, and they have to <laughs> they have to work through those mistakes. Um, that's when it's a little bit tougher because you, you know, even though you know the grammar thing is usually an, a, a, a maturity thing, right? You know, come on. If you look at this marriage, there's much more important things here than than the grammar, although that can drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not, if they're resistant to change, um, and change, marriage is all about change. Yeah. I mean, when you get married, I don't care what you, if you get married at 20, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, you're still going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll all, you know, always have uh, some sort of, of adjustment to make. And um, if you're not ready for that, if you're not, if you're not wanting to do that, then uh, you'll have a difficult time. As a counselor, mm-hmm. uh, it seems as if couples that come to you, um, at least, again, from, from the outside, I would think that those people have a, a better chance at surviving problems than somebody who's not willing to go to a counselor or thinks they can handle it themselves. Is that true? That Well, it all depends on how, why they're coming to you. Okay. okay? For example, if, if a person comes to me and they are saying, well, I'm just going to check this box to say that I'm going to a counselor. Mm. But they're not really re- willing to make an adjustment or ch- do any changing or work on the marriage, then no. I mean, it doesn't matter how. I could talk until I'm blue in the face. And, mm-hmm. and, and as a matter of fact, one of the things that, that we normally do up front is we, you know, we have an interview with them to see if they're really willing to work on it. Mm-hmm. And um, if one of the partners in the, in the relationship decides it's over, then you can pretty well count on it it's going to be over Mm -hmm. and because if you don't have two people working at it it's it's a done deal Mm -hmm. Uh, now if they come in and both of them are having issues and both of them don't you know maybe they don't know what direction to go um then you've got you know you've got a fighting chance Mm -hmm. and if they're both willing to to work on it and make adjustments you know is there something that you're doing wrong sure okay is there something yeah sure i've you know if they're both compatible in that area, then, then you know, there's there's potential for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We've been talking about people that are in a marriage and maybe struggling. And um, I know that you have a daughter who just this last weekend became engaged. Mm-hmm. As a dad who has had the experience that you've had, mm-hmm. what kind of advice do you give to Mike and Stacy as they move into this new area of their life. I think that's where, um, you know, my, not, not just my chaplain background and my counseling background, but my, my student of the Bible comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things that I believe makes a good marriage start, okay, it's not everything, but it's makes, it helps it give a, gives it a, a good foundation is a person uh, with, with good character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, at this point, um, you want to make sure that they are watching and looking in their in their partner, 
and see if that is a person that has good character. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they willing to lie easily? If they are willing to lie easily, then there's a question mark for you. Yeah, big okay. big red flag. Right, right. So they have to they, they watch as they you know, go through this engagement period and see if, if that's the person of character that they want to marry. And if they find over the, what, year, two years that, you know, they're engaged, that, that that's the person that they are and, they are, and, uh, and are becoming a good person, mm-hmm. um, not just a good person, but a person of character, right. um, then they can make a good choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that uh, when Stacy first started dating Mike, I thought, you know, that really looks like a good kid. Mm-hmm. Too good to be true. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, I mean, nobody is like always that nice and, you know, willing to serve and, you know, just, you know, I mean, this kid is just a good kid from, you know, everything that I've seen. Yeah. And uh, how long have they been dating? About a, two years. Yeah. yeah. And he, at least to my eye, he looks like he's been very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not perfect, but uh, consistently always wanting to, um, well, he's always looking to the other person to see what he can do to help other people. Right. He doesn't seem to be a selfish guy. Sure. You know, I think that you're, I think you're right. I think your, your observation is good. Um, that to the best of his ability, he is a, a consistent person. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the guy that protects her right now. Yeah. yeah right. She's my daughter. Right. Okay. Um, he will eventually take that responsibility over. Yeah. Okay. To the best of his ability, he is very protective of of Stacy yes. and her honor and her um, uh, reputation. Mm-hmm. Very careful to do that. Uh, other um, things that you, uh, or pieces of advice that you would give to the kids as they're beginning their life together as married people. Uh, you brought a list here. Talk about this list. Uh, the top ten marriage busters. I thought, well, you know, what were were the things that uh, would not go well? You know, okay. would not make a marriage good. Uh, the lack of respect for your partner. That's that's a real heavy one. Yeah. You know, if you do not res- remember the the grammar one. Yep. If you don't respect your husband or your wife, uh, you get you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a marriage buster. Right. N- number two is not listening. Um, what was that? Yes. <laughs> There's the difference between hearing and listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can I can hear what they're saying and be planning what my next re- next remark is going to be. Mm-hmm. That is not listening or thinking about the fact that the oil in the car needs to be changed. Exactly, or something like that. <laughs> anything yeah. that would. Uh, but uh, listening in a marriage is a is a valuable. Uh, critical part of communication, and if you aren't, I mean, it's, communication is never one way. And that's preaching. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, communication is saying what you want to say, you know, uh, communicate what you want to, uh, them to know and listening to them and, and hearing. Is that really what you, you know, am I hearing this right? Mm-hmm. Is this what you want me to know? And um, that's very valuable. Um, always having to be right. <laughs> that one hurts mm. uh, most people when they hear it because they, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, there's pride. There's pride in almost every counseling session you've ever seen. Sure, uh, they want to be right. Mm-hmm. I want to be. You know, I, you know. In, I want the. I want to be the expert. Mm-hmm. I want to know. You know, and to be wrong um, means you have to admit or confess. And um, most people don't want to do that. No, that's totally against our our natural nature way of being. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hurtful teasing. Um, 
I don't I don't see that in, in my relationship or, or some of the relationships that I've seen recently. But um, uh, hurtful teasing, you know, again, in this communication area, yeah. um, if you um, – how do I put this? If the if the man says something, sometimes he in his mind it is very small, mm-hmm. not a big issue, right? Uh, you know, hey, honey, you blah, whatever you, you're going to say. Uh, when it hits her ears or her her heart, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's huge, right? It's this big thing. You think that I am this, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes hurtful teasing can can be detrimental to the relationship or to to communication right i talked about that on the last show you that did. you should never say anything that would embarrass your spouse right especially in front of other people mm-hmm. um, and i think that you don't see that in your relationship with lori because lori and leanne think very similarly mm-hmm. on that area i i mentioned that uh you know leanne doesn't chime in with the girls when the girls are, are, you know, chopping down men and stuff like that. Right. And that's an agreement I know that you and Lori have made as well. I mean, Lori doesn't say anything to, um, you know, downgrade you in the eyes of anybody uh, or, or men in general. Right. Well, the, that came about, in Lori's life at least, uh, through experience. Because what, what happened was, remember I told you the, I think it was the third or fourth year of our marriage, there were, you know, some difficulties began to happen. It wasn't right. just me. Um, although I was being a, um, not as consistent as I should have been. Um, but she would go out, and because she already felt bad, she hung out with some girls that, that were all feeling bad about their husbands. Mm. And they all agreed in their room, in their little uh, get-together. And and she came out of it, and, and this is not something I said. This is what she said to me. She said, you know, what hurt me was that I was being fed and and encouraged to be, um, to be dissatisfied, hmm. and so from now on, and you know, from what I have seen, she has stayed true to this for the twenty five years that that um, uh, we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, "I will never in public ever say anything bad about you, mm-hmm. and will never, uh, you know, get into a group." And do that. However, you know, when I, and, and I, I appreciate when she said that because there's there are things that she could have very easily chimed in with. Sure. Uh, but uh, because she did that, that was a trust thing, man. It, yeah. You know, if you're willing to do that, okay, then uh, when we're in private, if there's anything that you need to tell me, oh, absolutely, it's open. It's open season. Sure. You tell me exactly what you feel. Sure. And it, that was a, a major trust hurdle in our life. Mm-hmm. And once she, you know, I mean, she initiated it, and um, it's been beneficial for us. Cool. Okay, so what else? Honesty. Honesty is the, oh, my goodness. Um, sometimes I think honesty is the only policy. Um, <laughs> that sounds really weird coming from a pastor, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, you know, in, in some areas, I I think you should always try to, to the best of your ability to be honest. Okay, but you can be honest, but then there's also honest. I right. mean, does this dress make me look fat type yeah. thing? I mean, yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what, you don't like this one? <laughs> um, you guys, you're not going to see a picture of this recording session, okay? Just, yeah. just <laughs> You'd die. Yeah. Oh, no. It, the um, 
the important thing to remember here is what do you want to accomplish by being honest? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I can go and, and share something with you that would be very hurtful and, and um, very destructive. Right. Um, and that would not be a good time to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, not that you're going to be dishonest, but that you're not going to share right. that information. I just wanted to get that out because some people use that as an excuse. You know, that's one of those passive aggressive things we talked right. about earlier. Right. Um, there are times to be, um, what's the word, um, diplomatic. Right. And times to be honest. Well, you know, I had a couple come to me at one time that said, um, that was just getting back together. They were really trying to make things work, and uh, they were really trying to lay everything out on the on the table. And um, the guy was was really wanting to work at it. The girl was really not wanting to work at it. Hmm. You know, she was. It was it's teetering. And he asked me. He says, "Now I have something to tell her. You know, I want to lay everything out on the table." And um, he says, "I have, you know, I had an affair on her." Hmm. And I need to tell her. And I said, well, you can. Mm -hmm. But uh, she, at this point, I don't, I'm not sure that the marriage in the condition that it is in right now will survive. Right. So, I mean, it's your choice right now. How do you want, how do you want to work it? Mm -hmm. You know, I can't tell them to go, you know, be honest or, or to be dishonest. Right. But I can tell them, you know, this is, um, what happens when uh, you're dishonest this is what happen with, happens when you show little character. Right. And um, Well, what are you trying to accomplish when you, uh, uh, when you confess something like right. that? I mean, all, all you're really trying to do is get it off your chest. But when you do that, you're laying it on them. Right. Right. And so I don't know that that is necessarily the kind of honesty that is helpful. Right. Even biblical, biblically. Um, confession uh, is is asked. You're asked to confess to Christ, of course, but you're also asked to confess to your brothers and sisters. I could see, uh, you know, a man going to another man and saying, "Look, this, you know, I I need to confess something, and I need to get it, you know, off my chest." Not that he would be dishonest with his wife, but but if your marriage is on the rocks and you want to lay a rock like that on it, then do not be surprised when it crumbles. Right. Right. Now, obviously, the the ideal thing is to not commit that sin to begin with. To begin with, yes. Uh, and then you don't have to worry about this particular issue. But this is one, I think, that, that has caused a lot of marriages to fall apart when it, they didn't have to. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that um, can just put uh, you know the stake through the heart. Right. And, you know, again, getting back to what you just said, the the important thing for us right now, the, the preventative part of of counseling yes. is when you um, you meet with your young people at your church or whatever, yeah. and you tell them, this is how to make a good choice, yeah. okay? I want to help you, show you how to make a good choice. Mm -hmm. You need to be looking at the person that you're dating right now and decide... Is this the kind of character that I want to live with for the rest of my life? Right. And if it is not, if they're just funny or, or if they're just good looking, I mean, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. and, and believe me, uh, we, we were just watching a program today uh, a, uh, on TV 
before I came over, it was a um, stars and how they how many had gotten together and broken up. Oh, yeah. If you think that good looks or money or power or wealth, any of that is going to keep your marriage together, you've got another thing coming. Yeah. And there are a lot worse things than being single. You know, sure. You get into a, uh, you know, you make a bad choice and get into a marriage where uh, both are self-centered or one is uh, uh, only career-minded and leaving you at home all the time. And you, I, you know, I mean, there are uh, many things that um, could mess up the marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, if you, if, if you want to make that decision, then it's, it's, it's critical that you become very, very selective. You watch, you see that you, you watch that person's character. What are they like when they're, uh, when they're alone with you? What are, are they, uh, what are they like when they're with people? How do they treat you when, when, when they're with people? Um, and over a long-term dating relationship, you usually find that kind of stuff out. If there's some things that you, and, and, the mistake mo- a lot of people make is, oh, I can change that. Once that's I, once I get a mar- then that's a mistake. They're not going to change. Mistake. You can't change them. Mm-hmm. You bought the car as is, mm-hmm. and don't think that you're going to be able to fix it up. Right. Anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Yeah. That's what Scripture says. Right. I mean, and it, what James says through Scripture. He, uh, it just doesn't bring about the kind of attitude, the kind of of um, treatment. Right. Uh, that, that you deserve, mm-hmm. and God loves you and wants good things for you. That's right. And uh, uh, I think you, you really, if you're if you're choosing a mate, you need to have at least enough esteem to say, you know, I'm worth it. I'm worth somebody good. And if that person is not treating me well, then um, then I, that's not something that that's not a decision I'm going to to uh, follow through with. It's not a match. Not a it's match. Not, not the way we want to mm-hmm. go. All right. All right. Uh, to kind of sum it up, what would be the uh, – we've talked a bit, little bit about, um, I guess you could say, the pathology of you know, what could be bad. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the positive parts. Mm. What, what are the good things that we can do? What are the positive things that we can do to either start on a, on a you know, good footing with a marriage or to make a good marriage better mm-hmm. or a marriage that is maybe in trouble? What are the things the, – the good positive things that we can do to bring about a healthier – um, more fun, lively, vibrant marriage. Okay, number one is be good friends. The first thing you need to do is become a good friend with your mate. Yeah, and because if you're good friends, you know, then um, that's the the kind of thing that will carry you through uh, romance periods and and periods that are not so romantic. Yeah. One of the the problems that comes in is. Uh, you know, I've, all the romance is gone. Well, that, you know, that's that may be true. I mean, there may be things that that happen bad, but if you've already de- developed a good friendship, um, a good friendship says, "I'm your friend no matter what." Yeah. You know, when you go through a bad time, I'm there. Yeah. When I go through a bad time, I know, I trust you that you're going to be there for me. Right. So the first thing is, it, in my uh, view, would be to to be good friends with your mate. Mm-hmm. Um. The second one takes a little bit of development. What's that? And that's trust. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to have your trust in me. Okay, so I'm going to do you know that's it's, this is where the commitment comes in. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to show you that I'm trustworthy. And so it is my job as a as somebody that's dating that's some that's preparing for marriage to be a trustworthy person. Good. And uh, when that when that happens, 
um, then uh, you know, trustworthy people, people, they, they may not like what you, you know, what you stand for, but the truth is they usually come back to that person. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, I know you will tell me the truth. Right. So, which, you know, and even if they don't like you. Yeah. You know, that's interesting you should say that because as you said that, I was thinking, well, that goes hand in hand with being friends, but it doesn't necessarily, does mm. it? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, uh, I think the probably the final thing would be um, understanding w- what love means. You know, uh, it's a, it's a, it's not. A, Isn't that just a warm fuzzy feeling? <laughs> That's laugh. what most think. That's right. Well, yeah. what is love? You know, the love is. Go- I've been married. This, this is when the young people come in. Yes. Okay. Two years after the marriage, they're going. It's just not what I thought it was going to be. You yeah. know, and I don't love them. Well, the truth is, um, uh, God's example of love was. Uh, you were a sinner, and you did all these things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And even through all that stuff, he still loved you. Yeah. Okay, that's the example we have. Right. And so in a, in a marriage relationship, I need to go in with this thought in mind, that they're going to make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, I look at them and I say, you know what? It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. Uh, I still love you and care about you, and I'm committed to this relationship working. Right. And that is what what God did for us. Absolutely. He's committed to that relationship working, and so he sent Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We both said it in unison. (laughs) We we do think a lot alike. Not only are we named Steve, but we do think a lot alike. Um, Go over this real quick. The, uh, oh. Yeah. Last week I, I read part of this, but I think this bears repeating. And this is the foundation of what we're talking about. You know, I've, I've talked many, many times um, in this miniseries about loving is a decision. Loving is an action. It's something we do. It's not something we feel. I've talked about being friends, and I've said uh, many, many times that the lovely lady Leanne are, and I are just friends before anything else. Mm-hmm. We're friends, and I know that's true of you and Lori. Uh, much of what we've talked about today has is is good because probably most of my listeners are saying, "Well, Steve said that. I, I remember Steve saying that, and, and that's a good thing." So mm-hmm. we're we're uh, we're either both totally wrong or we're both right on the right track, and I think we're on the right t- I think track. We are. Um, and and almost everything that we've talked about is based in First um, Corinthians chapter thirteen. And mm-hmm. Steve, you brought uh, over a, a list of uh, some of the things that are in First Corinthians thirteen. So why mm-hmm. don't you go go ahead because. They hear my voice all the time. Let's let's hear it from a different Steve. Well, I, I I'll tell you what I've done with with First Corinthians thirteen. I have I when I first did this was when I was about to marry my my first daughter off. I'm uh, being a chaplain. I can do do the the dad thing, but I can also do the minister thing. Yeah. And so um, I wrote uh, parts of her vows and presented them to her, and she you know okayed them and everything, but. Uh, one of the things I did is I took First Corinthians 13, and, and I want to discover what is it that God thinks is really love, mm-hmm. okay? And you read what you know that from First uh, from Corinthians last week. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll share with you the vows that I make according to First Corinthians 13. Cool. Okay. Okay. I will be patient with you while my spouse becomes what God wants them to be. So patience is a good thing. Yeah. I will be kind to you. I will show the same courtesy that I show with others. Um, I will be happy with the spouse that God has given me. I will not envy. Uh, I will not boast. Our marriage will not work 
because I am great, but because we work on it together. Mm. Uh, love is not proud. It is not about me. It is about us. I do not always have to be right, even when I am absolutely sure that I am. If I win the argument, my spouse loses. And is that really what I want? I don't mm. think so. Uh, love is not rude. I will commit to speaking well of you at all times. If I, if I have to disagree, I'll do it in private. Love is not self-seeking. It's not about me and, I, and what I want. Our marriage is all about loving and caring for each other. Love is not angered. Man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. If I am going to be angry, and sometimes we are, uh, I will put its energy to good use. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Uh, how many mistakes can I recall in that argument? Uh, the answer should be none. I will seek to stay on the subject, e- even in our disagreements. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. My spouse is the object of my love and affection, not the target of my plot to get even. I will seek to be above board about everything and despise the temptation to be dishonest. Love is always, it always protects. My spouse has only one reputation. If I love them, I will protect that reputation to the best of my ability. I do not want the one I love to suffer. Love always trusts. I will be truthful and earn the trust of my spouse. Love always hopes. I will seek to look to our future with a positive expectation. If I'm a person of character, God is in the relationship and our future will always have a silver lining. And last of all, love, is, love always perseveres. When the time comes, and it will come, that I just can't find the like, I don't like my husband anymore, or I don't like my wife anymore, or I just can't find the romance, uh, or I, I just don't love that other person. The, the example of God is that no matter how bad we mess up, He stays with us. I will choose to follow that example. That's good advice. Those are good vows to take. I would encourage you, if you're listening to this and... Uh, you know, you're, you're in a marriage, whether you're struggling right now or not, to maybe take a, another listen to that last section with your spouse and maybe make those vows to each other again and anew. Well, there you go. There's the conversation I had with Steve. Um, what would you think? Good information, don't you think? Uh, I hope you got something really good out of uh, not just today, but the entire series. I hope that you can take some of what uh, we talked about in the last few weeks and apply it to your marriage and really bring some new life and some new fun. And um, hopefully I brought some encouragement to you that your marriage can be more than what it is. Uh, I'm still praying for you. If you've written me and you've you've got a marriage that is in trouble, uh, you can be sure I'm still praying for you. And I'd appreciate it if you would, uh, this would be just between you and me, but let me know how things are going. As Steve said earlier uh, today, uh, sometimes when the decision has been made by one of the partners, uh, it's uh, it's pretty much made and it's going to uh, be a miracle uh, if things can get better. But that's okay because God truly still is in the business of doing miracles. So be encouraged. My thought is that with what Steve ended up with, we're not going to end with uh, you know something light and fun today. Uh, we didn't have time for music. Uh, I just really wanted you to get more of the conversation that Steve and I had. So um, I'm going to call it, call it a podcast right now. We're done. 
Uh, thank you for being with me. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to write me, steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Send your questions for the Ask Steve or Stump Steve segments. Uh, any kind of feedback that you have at all, I really encourage you. Remember, the phone number is 206-350-CALL. The Lifespring show notes page is at lifespringpodcast.com. Go on by there, take a look around, see what you see. And uh, there's some exciting things that are going to be coming up in the first part of the year. And I just want to say thank you for being there. I appreciate you. I love you. And God bless you. This has been Steve Webb, your host. This is the Lifespring Podcast. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast.